bar, even though the bar is closed. I'm Sean O. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're the, they're walk into a bar who's delivering, I guess. <laughs> that's right. That's right. To, to go. To go. Yeah, to go, please. So, yep, that's a good way to support your local bar. Um, real quick, I want to say where you can listen to us. We're on Google, Apple, um, Stitcher, um, SoundCloud. Um, fuck, I, I, I said I would do it and then I forgot. Amazon, you, know, you can ask your Google or your Echo and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and if you want to yeah, contact... Oh, yeah, and Spotify. Yes, thank you, Spotify. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Then we can. Then you can contact us at uh, PNL Podcast or a Progressive and a Libertarian on uh, on spot on uh, on what's that on on uh, um, Twitter on Gmail. Yeah, and Twitter is PNL Podcast at Gmail dot com. And uh, you know, if you like to follow me, I'm at Mad Sean Osborne on Twitter. So those are the places, and we're on Facebook at a progressive and a libertarian walking to a bar. So you can follow us there to get some, you know, I post a lot of articles and stuff. I'm the one that runs it, so you're definitely going to get a lot of libertarian stuff, but I try to post a lot of uh, progressive stuff as well. You know, even if I disagree with some of it, I'll post it so that you progressives out there can see what's up and be informed in your own way as well. So there we go. So today... We're going to talk about the more political aspects of the coronavirus. So first off, I would like to throw a big thank you out there to Helen Chu, who is, I don't know if she's a lab technician or what the hell she is. I couldn't get the article to open up properly and read it to me. But she defied uh, federal guidelines and tested people for coronavirus. Um, And the government tried to give her a gag order on it. And uh, she defied the gag order. And that's the reason we got started on the coronavirus when we did here. So I think I think the the world owes her a big thank thank you, Helen Chu from yeah. Washington. Right. So you know, federal guidelines were uh, were not allowing the the private places to do the testing, and she defied it. And you know, she should be thanked for it. It's a hero. She should be, should be yeah. getting the and fucking she, medal for that. And and for for and for those that want a more detailed um, uh, story about about who Helen Chu is and how she helped out in this in the effort, the American effort against coronavirus. There's a great episode on the Daily. Uh, I'm not sure where you got your article, Sean, but um, oh, I heard about her through the Daily podcast from the New York Times, and they talk about her what what she does, uh, heading up a, a study. Or a research center dedicated to flu, to researching the flu, tracking the flu in the United States, and she was primed and ready to because of her experience, because of the, her 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 team, and because of the equipment that she had available to her, to she was ready to take a look at the coronavirus and be able to detect it and be able to notify people as soon as possible. Yeah. And like you pointed out, yeah, it was the CDC and the FDA guidelines. Um, where she wasn't able to get permission to do the testing on the COVID and make the proper reports and reach out to the people that turned out to be positive. Yeah. Um, but but now we we know that there are a lot of um, CDC guidelines that and FDA guidelines that can be sidestepped or in, in other words bureaucratic red tape that we, that can be um, sidestepped in in times um, of crisis like these. So there are ways to get around those. 
Yeah. Um, it really does depend a lot on the political will. I think those guidelines should be waived con- permanently. You know, like the. T- I think, I think our strength as 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 our country, you know, capitalist and such like that, is, is the fact that we have that private industries and places like that that can work on it independently. So they're not all following the same thought process. Everybody can be looking at it from different points of view. Like we were talking, I think off, maybe off in between podcasts about like, what if somebody patents a, uh, a cure for it? Well, there could be more than one cure for it. So if, if people right. are coming at it from different angles, you know, the more angles, you know, that would be competition. It could keep prices lower, uh, you know, and things like that for health insurers or, you know, private people who have to buy it and things like that. So I think that's our strength is our, our diversity. And the more people and the more ways we work on things is the way we defeat this problem. Besides personal responsibility, as we talked about in the last podcast. So we won't harp on that in this podcast. But I, but I, what I would say is that in a crisis like this, I think we have to. I think it becomes incredibly clear that having healthcare be a for-profit uh, pursuit is absolutely the worst way to treat anything like this, and we're we're seeing the results of that. Um, now, if it when it comes to vaccine for COVID nineteen or a cure, or multiple cures, or multiple vaccines for this, I think the last thing we need to do is be able to patent it and give the rights to one firm, to one nation, or to one set of people. It doesn't, I, I think it, it just hurts, uh, hurts everybody else, and it only helps out the rich. Uh, it only leads people to want to be able to increase, like you, you've seen what they've done to the price of insulin in the last few years. Well, the, 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 the guy that did the, uh, cheap. the guy that did the polio virus, he, he made it available. He, he, he just waved the patent on it, yeah. right? See, so that, that that's 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 a good thing, uh, you know. Yeah. You know, uh, if somebody does that, you know, I see if they spend a lot of money on it, they obviously want to be reimbursed for it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of good when somebody does that and takes, you know, yeah. I mean, that's that's what they're in the business for is to save the lives. The human, yeah. To, but I mean, if it, it's the humane thing to do is to share it, especially when there are so many people at risk and so many people that can benefit from it. Now, like Volvo, I, they I think they had a patent for the three point seatbelt system. Yeah, 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 and yeah. They were. They made it available to everybody else. Yeah. To make that happen. Yeah. And that's that's the way we should. I think. I mean, like like this. Like I mean, imagine how many people are, would not be able to afford, afford the vaccine merely because of their station. Yeah. Status in life. Yeah. And the only people that could afford a vaccine were rich and wealthy. I, I mean, there are cases right now of people that are wealthy enough that they can buy their own ventilators. They have like a nurse that can live with them 24/7 and take care of them and they can they can use services like concierge healthcare and be able to be taken care of taken care of medically, you know, without any problems. They can get to the front of the line because well, there is no line for them. Yeah, but you those places are also th- that's private, so they also don't have to follow yeah. all the guidelines. And you know, sometimes gu- that see that's where you and I differ on that is the government adds those guidelines to a lot of our medical industries and stuff like that. Like you know, everybody's always touting how great Europe's healthcare system is, and really, honestly, it looks like it's failing miserably. You know, Italy is is in a disaster. France isn't but far behind, and Italy too. I mean, and and Spain. But that's not. 
but but that isn't representative of Europe. I mean, you think about what's going on in, in Norway, what's going on in Finland. They're taking care of their people in Belgium. They're fine. Like that, you hear about Italy being one of the worst case scenarios, and there's a lot of factors that lead to that. I mean, the fact that there's a lot of uh, not no social distancing, a lot of the fact that smoking is different out there, the fact that uh, yeah, but they're more populated of, um, too. Norway but, is not nearly as populated. And as far as I know, that right. I mean, I have a friend in Eastern Europe right now, and he said it's not even a problem in Eastern Europe. There you go. There you go. So it's not, but in the EU, it's not necessarily, or in socialistic countries, they're not anywhere near as bad as we were led to believe. And in the U.S., where we don't have a system like that, at the time, like within one or two weeks, we'll see exactly how strong the current healthcare system that we have is. And it's not going to be doing anywhere near as well as Good. other countries. Time, fact, time will miss, tell, but we, yeah, we, we are seeing now the the cracks, the failures, the defects, the problems, and the weaknesses of this system, which essentially is is a as a health care system that's motivated by profit, and where people aren't able to save enough money to either take time off, or be able to get supplies to be able to be ready for a system. Or for for a disease or epidemic pandemic like this, that that's where I, I I think it's not because it's for profit. I think it's because it's 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 centralized, and there's too many regulations. Centralized. On it. Yeah, there's too many How regulations. Centralized. How? The, the regulations. I mean that that's what kept her from doing it. You know. Uh, no, every... no, wait, 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 wait. That's that's not wait. The Helen Chu issue is not is not what caused COVID nineteen to be a pandemic in the United States. I, I, it, it, to me, it really just comes down to the regulations. The, the we need to we need to unleash our, our complete power on it, and that is our diversity. And when centralized gover- government tells you what to do, it's usually one thing they tell you to do. So, uh, the 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 when they take the restraints off of our our ability, that's when things will really think, work out. And time will I tell. Think you're talking about an authoritarian system. You're not. I don't, I don't think it's a centralized system or or a socialist system it's socialistic or, enough to fuck things me- up or or even medicare medicare for all like you're, you're describing the system as if there was medicare for all which is absolutely not yeah but oh, it, 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 it's it well i i can hear you fine and i have mine recording okay. here so we'll be fine we're like we said we're uh we're doing this remotely so hopefully everything sounds good Hopefully our quality is yes. up to par with uh, the other great podcasts out there. It's a pod in the time of COVID-19. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I think we need to unleash the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, our, the, our full potential on this and then we'll be fine. And, you know, to going along with our individual responsibilities, you know, those two things together should really help you know so well i i i'm not seeing that at all but what what i what i do see now is that if we did have healthcare for all like if people were able to number one uh go to a doctor and not have that cost or have not, not have that copay or not be worried about what that covid 19 test is going to cost you then you would but in that what they have in italy advantage of having a healthcare system that was for everybody but isn't that what they have in France and Italy? Yeah, and and if you don't see France being in the same issue in the same state. 
They have the same thing in Norway. They have the same thing in the Netherlands. They but have the but, same but thing in a lot of other countries. why why is it so in bad Germany, in some place like Italy then? Well, well, they have the same thing in Germany, um, and they're doing okay. Yeah, but they didn't get hit first. Yeah, they have the benefit that they weren't the ones that got hit first. I mean, I think we can like each individual nation can be criticized, or or we can find different factors that led to the massive. Uh, failures or or spread of the disease, I I don't think in Italy it's the fact that they have a centralized healthcare system or Medicare for all. I mean, if that was the case, then that would be the same sort of spread or distribution in Germany, in Norway, in France. But and the outbreak UK. wasn't the outbreak wasn't there though. That's that's the point. The outbreak but, was but, in but, Italy, but, and it didn't react well to but, it. But it would. But you're talking. But the, you're talking about the, what the response or how bad it would be. And I'm saying that in the other countries that have a similar kind of system, they're not failing anywhere near as badly as Italy. And we can't. I don't think we can attribute the like what we're just describing as a centralized healthcare system. Um, so, uh, we can't say that because all these countries have a, circle, a centralized healthcare system. Or a Medicare for all type system, or a socialist system, that that's why we're having such a bad. Definitely, definitely, at I mean, the end of this, we'll have a referendum on what happened. That's for sure. We're going to have to yeah. take a look at what happened all over the world, and we'll see what systems dealt with it the best. It sucks, yeah, you know, but th- 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 this is this and, is what's going to happen. And and you know what you know what's um, one of the thing one of the reactions that the U.S. government is finally having is to be able to provide people. And I don't think the details are fully out yet uh, as we as we stand. Now I think it's March 18th in the afternoon. Um, the president is going to decide or is signing a paper where people are going signing a law where people will actually have uh, like two weeks of pay time uh, off. Or is that through the employer or is that going to be through the government? I'm not I'm not sure, but I, I think it will be paid through the employer and the employer will be reimbursed through tax credits. Uh-huh. Okay. And then Mnuchin uh, yesterday was talking about making sure that uh, people that were affected or every every US Where's he from? will get a check for $1,000 or two checks for $1,000. Yeah, I heard one in May and one in April. Where's Mnuchin there from? You go. Who, where is he? I think he's the, the head of... Uh, he is involved in the economy. He is Trump's right-hand man when it comes to the economy. Um... But so I mean that that was Yang's idea, right? Of the universal mm-hmm. basic yeah. income. It's a shame and that he's still still not in the debates and stuff like that because it it is his idea that is being run through there. And again, I'll go to the political aspect of that. That's why it's important for there to be more voices in this. You know, there should be a libertarian and a green voice as well because you never know when one of these great ideas. Uh, not that I think the $1,000 is a great idea, I, I, I won't say, but one of these ideas that comes along that we end up using. And the more people's voices that are heard, you know, our diversity is what's going to help us. So uh, I what think... Do you, what do you think about, like, giving the checks to those people that supported it initially and then not giving it to those checks to the people that opposed it? Well, the bad thing about that is, is once you pour that money into the economy, 
Because, um, yeah, I see a lot of memes where there's people like, well, if you're against this, are you going to refuse your check? Well, what happens is, is when the government, because let's face it, they're going to print new money. And what they're going to do is make those of us who have saved, they're going to make our savings worth less. And plus they have taxed us too. So we are getting it back. So if they send me a check, I am keeping it. I don't, I would rather them find another solution to this problem than sending everybody out and check because all it's going to do, do is know. water down our, 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 our money supply. And do you think it's a good idea? No, not necessarily. Espe- so espe- you, I, 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 like I said, I don't, the, the idea that check. they can give people unemployment and things like that, I think that could help us through it. Adding a whole another thousand, two thousand dollars onto it when we're already trillions of dollar in debt is financially irresponsible. Wait, wait. So you would rather not? So the, you know there are people that that have lost their jobs already, and some of them are essentially getting zero hours from their work. They're not fired, so they can't apply for unemployment. And no, no. They they made they made it so you can off. file for for unemployment now. That's one of the things he signed right. was you can get that. So, so that and, that's already an option. Like my brother, he's a he's and, a he's a hotel worker, and he he got laid off. Basically, he's not fired, but they made it so he can he can get an unemployment immediately. That that's something right well, there, because he's paid and, into and that. So what what about what what about those people that um, are sick now? They're not fired, but they're sick now, and they would have had. Um, this this two weeks of pay leave and whatever, but what if they're sick longer? Then, like I said, they're going to get their they can they can receive unemployment. That pay time off or that sick leave. They can they can. So you're okay with them? You're okay with them not getting more money? You know, I've always stated that I'm not going to be dogmatic about my libertarian points of view. Uh, obviously, if there's absolutely nothing for somebody, they should be able to sign up for something. But what they're going to do is just a blanket thing. If you're under this amount, yeah. that's that exactly. to me is extremely wasteful. If somebody wanted to sign up for it because they really needed it, there is general relief. We do have those things already. We already yeah, have no them. general relief. There's some really high standards for you to be able to. I, well, okay, and, and, and we, they can they can maybe lower that. I mean, if somebody proves, I mean, we're, I'm not working anymore. You know, my I am a hotel worker. I do work for the you know this or that. I think I think if we're reduce the 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 thing it would probably be cheaper as opposed to this idea and you know i'm against bailouts just in general and i like for for example i would not bail out the airlines they are going to be just fine i would not bail out the cruise i I agree i agree i agree and that's a progressive point of view to take actually to not help out the the these airlines either yeah that 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 should be the absolute last thing and I heard Biden wants to give a lot of bailouts. Big bailouts is what he was claiming. I would have to double check on that. Because I, I, I really... Because the role of government, as, as I've, I've pointed out before, should be to help out the individual, protect the individual, and help out the individual as much as possible, especially during these times. I would That's also, I would also say it's up to, I believe, the, um, the, the, the charity organizations uh, to help... You know, all these uh, Bible thumpers, you know, they're always talking about doing good. Um, they, they, should, they should take care of these people, too. Uh, you know, people give money. They give their tithes every week when they go to church. Uh, the church should support those people. Uh, as we've talked in other podcasts, we're atheists, so we don't give to those organizations. But those organizations should stand up. 
and do something about it. Because there's, you know, there's Christians on the left and the right. You know, you got your, <clears throat> you got your Mayor Pete's and such. Um, uh-huh. I think, uh, I think government should be the last source. <coughs> Pardon me, I don't have that. You remember in our That's earlier podcast? So I think, yeah, if, if if somebody really needs help, the government should be there to help them. Um, if the government is saying you have to close your job um, because, like, say you work in something and they're closing it down, like the restaurant, and you don't do delivery or this or that, which I think they should do their deliveries and things like that to help out. But if the government's forcing your job to close, obviously I think the government has to stand up and do something there. Um, yep. You know, that's that's just, that's what it is. If they're saying you can't do your job today, well, then you need to do something. And that's where they're stepping up and doing the unemployment. So I think they are doing that, you know. And people hear money for free, and it's not free, man. They're, they're going to print that money, and it's going to go into our economy, and it is going to water down our economy. And I give a good example of this from history is when Masa Musa, he was a, a Malian king, he went on Hajj, you know, he's Muslim, so he was on his way from Mali to to uh, Saudi Arabia for the Hajj, and he gave away a lot of gold. It's part of Islam is charity, just like with Christianity supposed to be. Um, he gave away so much gold to all the poor people that it crashed the economy, absolutely devastated the economy, especially in Egypt. And what happened was people had gold. But they couldn't afford bread, even with the gold they had, because the gold was not worth what it was anymore at previously to that. And that that I fear that happening. If they start flooding our market with money that came out of thin air, it's going to fuck things up. You know, this would be a time for them to say, Hey Bloomberg, you spent fifty million dollars or five hundred million dollars. Why don't you know on, on to win Guam basically? Why, why, why not spend that money and give a couple thousand to the people who are needy? Uh, pay some people's house payments. I, I mean, that, yeah. that makes that, sense. That, that would be the best uh, way. Going back to your earlier point, go, but going back to your earlier point, I, I think the difference, the huge, huge difference is that the money that's being given out now is not necessarily because there's already, like, let's say you're starting at a baseline and you're adding money to it. There's going to be, there is currently now a huge, huge loss of income among a lot of people that are not having not able to work because of these these lockdowns that are going on in different cities because their 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 businesses are closing down it just makes perfect sense to have monetary money going to the individuals specifically not necessarily just to the businesses or the, to the airlines because they can they can they can they'll they'll be fine the billionaires of the world are going to be okay they're going to live through well the big businesses are yeah the big unscathed the small businesses might not and if they lose a few billion that's only a couple billion. That's like taking a hair from from a cat, as the saying in Spanish would be. So like say, I think it's absolutely necessary, and it is a progressive, it is a socialist thing. And I bet you, I bet you, like all those people that were dogmatic about this, who were, who were talking about universal basic income and socialism, and we don't want it, we don't need it. That's the last thing we need. We don't need handouts that weakens you. Uh, we need to pull yourself pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Every one of those people are going to take this check, and they're going to keep it, and they're going to need it. Because in the situation that we are that we are in now, small businesses, big businesses, independent contractors, people without health care, 
they're going to need this money to help them get through the next few months. Yeah. And I honestly, like, people are going to need a lot more money than that as things get worse and dragged out over weeks and months. So I'm glad, I'm glad Trump, the Trump administration, is taking what seems to be like a socialist action and helping us out. Doling, distributing wealth across the board. I mean, that's a huge move. And I think the people that will see it will hopefully see that, you know what, if Bernie or Biden are willing to do that for us in these times of crisis, and even in times of uh, where we are doing okay, but we need to prepare for those rainy days or for the next pandemic, then maybe they'll want to vote for them. Do, do, you, do you think since Trump actually did it, though, that that takes some of the wind out of the sails of the, of the, of the left? Because, well... The, the 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 hated Trump actually went ahead with those progressive views. He listened and did it. You know, like say even California, we got twenty eight billion dollar surplus. Why don't they give some of that money back to the people? You know, if they've they've got the, all this money they've taken from us in taxes, California? give some of it back. Huh? California? Yeah, California oh, itself. Man. Yeah, no, that's specifically set aside for situations like this. Yeah, why, so why, 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 aren't, why isn't California saying, okay, everybody in California, because we do have this massive uh, thing. Why yeah. doesn't California do you're that right, itself? Right. California's right. got such and a big that, budget, they could actually do the whole country. And, yeah, and you know what? Because the federal actually, government doesn't um, have a surplus. Out. It has a debt. You've got to understand that Cal- right. the, our federal government has a massive debt. Right, right, right. But uh, maybe California will help out California citizens, California residents. With some of that money, I know they're dedicating a lot of money already to help us out. And I'm really, really, I was, I was, when Jerry Brown said we had this budget and he refused to give us or give people a lot of things that would have helped, that would have been good for us, uh, that would have been good to use with that rainy day fund. But I'm glad we have it. I'm really glad we have it because I feel confident that the infrastructure of California is not going to collapse under the weight of going into further debt because we are going to have this fund and that was a very that was a very progressive governor that did this financially responsible governor and fiscally responsible governor well we'll see if they do something they actually do something with that money i mean if they do help out the yeah. people Ab- absolutely but i mean as it stands now trump having given out or having taken on or having conducted a a socialist action will definitely help us out, and it's probably like the only good thing that he's done so far in a in a in a barrage and a cascade of mistake after mistake after mistake. Like less than two weeks ago, he was still calling this a hoax. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, he said, "I'm sure you remember this at a press conference." He said, "Like, look, we have 15 people," and and just a quick parenthetical, he was. This was at a time there were actually like 60 people. He was only counting the 15 that were in the U.S. He wasn't counting the people in the in the princess, and the diamond princess. And he said 15 people that are sick now will quickly will be zero in about two weeks. Quickly, quickly, it'll be and that's it. We'll get rid of it. And his underlings were calling, were saying that this is very well contained. We're doing. We got this managed. It's totally fine. I don't know if you were tripping. And look, now we have more than 7,000 people that have been diagnosed or that have tested positive for the virus. And that's, that those are the people that are tested. The t- total number of people that have not been tested that have the COVID-19, I'm going to guess it's north of 50,000. Maybe as high as 100,000. My personal opinion is I don't think any, if Hillary was president, 
or if anybody else, if it was still Obama president, I don't think they would have handled it much better. I think we'd have still been in about the same situation. And it, the thing is, is people are still criticizing him. Like you said, don't, that's the only thing he's done. Um, he's he's gotten rid of the regulations to now to free up the no. industry to do things. Yeah, I don't but, uh, don't think that liber uh, don't think that uh, uh, progressives would have been really fond of releasing uh, you know capitalist co- uh, corporations and stuff uh, to deregulate them so that they can do things. I I I do not hold my breath thinking that any progressive uh, person in government would have ever gotten rid of red tape. They would they would have. Well, if anything, they would have tried to maybe, force things. Maybe I mean I mean we we, we can play the what if game. Um, well, that's what the left does a lot of. Uh, I I I, I, th- I like even even he 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 he's he's uh, fired up two of our uh, military uh, boats that that are uh, medical ships, and I I saw you know a progressive friend of mine was complaining about that. That he fired this up because Why? he, well, he was complaining, saying that they're just going to, you know, an ignorant statement, I might add, because he said that they're just going to put the people who have the coronavirus on the boat and not count them. And actually, what they were talking about was firing up those boats so that they could have people who need other medical things to go onto these boats and stay away from the coronavirus. So he had it completely well, backwards. Well, maybe. Okay. And I, I well, think it's good. Okay. I think we that, should that, fire up the fine. military for that. You know, like you know, they're they're trying to make it so that they can have mass units basically open up. So because our hospitals are going to get overwhelmed. These are great things yeah, that he's no, done, I and but, I and I am absolutely not a Trump supporter. I don't, but I don't I don't know if you can defend a president that two weeks ago was calling this a hoax. No, that was stupid. Even, even no, that was stupid. Last week was saying that people can go out to dinner and relax. Talking about how he had a hunch that the death rate was high was was exaggerated, I mean that's incredibly responsible, and that's what's going on with the GOP. It's not and it's not it's not terribly worked, smart, but also I think I think in a way he probably didn't want people to panic and go do all the do all this crazy shit. Oh, that's different. Did. I mean, I mean, there's a difference between being honest and trying not to let people panic. Like the thing to have that needed to be said then and there is to let people know how serious this was and to let people know that they needed to prepare for it and to take it seriously and to start social distancing two weeks ago, three weeks ago, instead of having leading people on to this, especially the people that follow him very closely and support him strongly, mm-hmm. that are ignoring his medical advice, scientific advice, and we're thinking about this as the flu and either I'm just going to live my life and do whatever I need to do. And, and that's incredibly responsible. And those are the very same people that are at highest risk. The older people with existing conditions um, that support Trump, hopefully, hopefully they'll they'll be okay with all this. But I'm sure you've seen people on the internet with their MAGA hats on, with their Trump 2020 t-shirts, and with masks on at the store trying to do shopping because they don't have any medications or they don't have the, the supplies that they're going to need for the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. So, but um, we are, we're 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 nearing the thirty minute mark, so we should probably wrap up. Say what? We're we're near the thirty minute mark. Oh shit! Already. All right. So. Yep. Man, time flies when you're on quarantine. It does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It does. All right. So there we have that. So there's our I guess I guess our our more political look at it. So. 
Um, one thing I want to say real quick is I, I, I hope because I've seen a lot of doctors because I see a lot of the the people when they're they're tar- trying to talk to Trump about things they're they're constantly trying to shame his administration and all the doctors keep saying stop politicizing this this isn't the way to solve these things and if I I think the Democrats in a way if they keep acting like this and saying he's doing such a terrible job if it does end up going better and it doesn't hit one of these worst case scenarios they're really going to sink themselves because if you look at the flu that happened in 2009 you know there was uh, there was there was like I want to think there was over 12,000 people that died from the N1H1N1 yeah 12,000 people that died Uh and if the numbers don't thoroughly crash that number and go way over it, Trump's going to look really good with all this criticism that he got. So I think the left should really stop trying to politicize it. And both sides have done it. But I think the left has more to lose in it. So that's my last statement. I I will agree. If if Trump can keep these numbers on 12,000... I will be grateful to Trump, and I will, I will, I will, I will praise his effort and what he did abundantly. I like to hear that. Myself. That's good. Yeah, because we should be yeah, able to praise dude, even I mean, those we don't like. Because like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like Obama's that, administration, but I did give him credit when he did something good, and that that's yeah, that's if, that's reassuring to hear. Good man. I mean, honestly, like if he can do that, if any president can do that for the U.S., Republican or Democrat, we should praise him or her. Absolutely. Good. Building on that positive. Honestly, that's what I'm looking forward to. I I I'm saying it right right here and right now as a progressive. Yeah, that's good. That's good to hear. See, you're that's that's why that's why you and I can have a conversation because you're you're you and I try to be sensible about things. I mean, granted, I do think he's doing a shitty job, but if he can (laughs) still do it despite my criticism, that's why I say government government always does a shitty job. That's my libertarian oh, I mean, view. It, it it sucks more when you have a shitty leader. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Well, that that was good. All right. So, well, thank you for listening and tune in. We'll try to keep them coming now that we're on quarantine. We should have a little more time to do this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Be yeah. safe, everybody. Take care. Take care of each other. <laughs>